Blog Talk Radio. Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Mm -hmm. Deb, take it away. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to tonight's oh, show. This is Deborah Voice, and I am here with co-host Elvira Love and our fabulous announcer, Nagashiva Ironwood. You have such a good voice, Nagashiva. <laughs> so in keeping with this month's theme of um, inner transformation, tonight we will be talking about working with crystals for healing and divination. But first, we're going to do a little catching up. So... Uh, Let me tell you about my week. I don't know about everybody else, but the full moon over this past week, it has been driving me nuts and (laughs) causing me a bit of insomnia. And, you know, I know that we're on the other side of the full moon now, um, but for at least three nights, (laughs) um, I'm not sure what's going on there exactly, but I suspect, you know, that there's other aspects astronomical forces at play there but um mm-hmm. yeah but in spite of that that moon shining ever so brightly back into my sleepless eyes sleepless eyes every night <laughs> um i've had a really uh, actually a pretty good week um um earlier this week i was on reverend art show mystics mages and magical places um we were talking about mediumship um and that was a lot of fun because I, I think we're both pretty passionate about that one. Um, and then past week, as far as client work, I've been doing a bit more mentoring and magical coaching, especially with different ways of like tapping into an, and unfolding our um, magical and spiritual abilities. But also I did a thing this week where I did a ritual for someone um, helping them to release anger and to tap into the feelings behind the anger. And so that was um, something I kind of um, wasn't, you know, I felt a little cautious about um, moving forward with that, but I really I really liked how it turned out. And then one more mention I'll say is that I was on Guru Psychics last week, Friday afternoon, and I been meaning all week to get back on Hoodoo Psychics um, and, and was not able to. But for anybody that was looking for a quick confidential reading, um, tomorrow I will be on Hoodoo Psychics. Um, 
this Friday afternoon, so you can find me there. Um, how was your past week, Elvira? Well, uh, definitely full moonish uh, <laughs> with all of the, the, the energies going on about, um, I don't know if it was just um, erratic. I kind of felt um, out of sync in one way, not that, you know, I was really bad. It just was, you know, like you say, sometimes sleepless nights, Some you know, sometimes it was just, and it's weird, it would be like not getting the, 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 the nighttime stuff, but then about six or seven, I go into deep sleep. And, of course, that's not going to get going my day very well. So it's kind of, you know, it's kicked it into a, a little skew. But I got back on track, you know, after uh, probably Tuesday. It seemed to, you know, kind of get back on track. But... Um, and like you, I have been getting on Hoodoo Psychics. I'm normally uh, on <laughs> Tuesdays, which I was on Tuesdays last week and the afternoon Central Time. And um, I did Mondays, but uh, this Tuesday I couldn't. I was taking my dogs to the groomers and the place was getting, you know, my pest people were coming out for their quarterly and I had a bunch of stuff I had to do and stay out until I could get the dogs. And so it was kind of, it was not a, an easy process to, you know, Mm -hmm. get everything back and then try to get settled to do anything. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm probably planning on doing it on Saturday, uh, you know, and I'll be on, you know, for a fair amount of time. So, Obviously, we both will be on and off um, throughout the weeks, you know, the week days that we seem to uh, both seem to pick, um, which is good. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that um, I used to do a lot, you know, and then it kind of faded out. But um, now is, you know, the other thing is just getting, you know, um, situated for different things that I, you know, got my car taken care of, one car, and the other car is going to get mm-hmm. kind of handled a little thing on in the next week. And, you know, it's just mobility stuff. It's all about, you know, keeping action, moving, moving around. And I've had a lot of, well, I've had clients that I've, I've dealt with, you know, in different aspects, but I've... Mm-hmm. I've suddenly become the go-to person for all my friends that have <laughs> gone into major catastrophes. And so I was, you know, walking them through uh, issues. And, you know, they've done the same for me. So it's that's part of being a friend. You've actually been part of my go-to place for that as well. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah, same on, you know. And it's it's kind of, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed uh researching this particular week's topic. It was fascinating. It brought back so many memories of when I started my store with my ex and uh, how I got involved and what I was, you know, all the things I looked for, bought, and still have in my repertoire of things. So it, it, I'm excited about tonight's topic. So I think I'm just going to, you know, turn it over to you and we can just jump in. Get us started. Sure. Yeah, I, um, it was nice, like, just um, diving back into just looking at crystals. They're, I guess, 
maybe over the last few years, I've been kind of taking them for granted because I have been using crystals in a lot of my workings for for a long time. Um, and this was a good opportunity just to look at like what um, what some of the you know kind of cool characteristics of some of the uh, crystals are and how how much they've meant to me over time. And um, and then I started kind of looking at like what um, just about crystals in general. And um, it whenever I start you know I'm not a geologist or anything like that, but whenever I start kind of looking at the whole thing about how crystals were formed and how they continue to kind of morph and change as the earth changes um, makes me really get so much respect for them because um, a lot of people think of crystals as the earth's DNA and like they are like miniature storehouses of the earth's energy. And the other thing Mm -hmm. is they also contain the records of millions of years of the earth's evolution. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so each one of them holds the memory, you know, of the powerful forces that shaped it. And um, when I started thinking about that, I, um, it really makes me kind of just, you know, uh, feel a sense of awe about them, Mm -hmm. you know, from anything from, you know, my big crystal ball to my little pocket stones that I, that I carry. Um, you know, because they've all, all stones and crystals have been shaped, shaped by all of the elements, you know, earth, air, Mm -hmm. fire, and water. And crystals, they hold those energies of all the elements. And, you know, sometimes I think one element, element might be more predominant than the others. Um, but each, each crystal carries the power of, of those elements. And, I love that that also kind of factors into um, how they can be used in healing and divination. Mm-hmm. Some of them, um, I always kind of think of like, um, I like to think of crystals as being powerful beings. <laughs> and um, They are. It's not that thinking about them, I think they are powerful <laughs> beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I just, like I say, I... I think that I've gotten so used to using them over time, I kind of forgot some of the stuff that really amazed me. Um, you know, just how some of them have formed an underground cave. Some of them have formed because of water, or different amount, amounts of pressure or fire, you know, and, and a lot of them, they keep that record of the ancient past. And um, just that they can... And the way that their forms can absorb, hold, and focus or, you know, like transmit energy is just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, there a lot of people when they think of the doctrine of signatures, they think more about, you know, herbs and plants and trees. But, you know, that also applies um, to the sacred geometry presented uh, by stones and crystals, um, mm-hmm. and just the different composition of minerals in them and the elemental forces that created the crystals and just all those different um, factors are like a little, this was like a little blueprint of energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I just, um, so they're they're easy to work with, um, and, you know, crystals can be cleansed and um, of any kind of, you know, prior energy um, that they might have come across while they were being shipped or handled or, you know, before they ended up in my hands. And so... um, so it's good to know that, you, you know, when you first get a crystal, you want to cleanse it. Um, and then after that, you can program it to work. Um, you can kind of charge it up in a few different ways and then, um, you know, tune it to your energy and then program it to work with the intention that you seek. And um, and that, you know, just um, they're so easy to incorporate into energy healing and divination, meditation practices, um, you know, all of those. It's just, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, crystals basically, most of them amplify energy, but a lot of them also absorb and, and like, transmute negative energy. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, so it's really important to kind of know there's so many crystals that would be hard to know, you know, about all of them, but I think for most of us to get like a, a, a few crystals in our repertoire that we're very familiar with and, and knowing like what they can do is just, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful tools to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so, um, but, you know, one of the things that I noticed is I had forgotten that, you know, to me <laughs> – Stones and the crystals and all of that are like this big, huge, you know, um, library. But when you look at the word crystal and you go with quartz, there is this, mm-hmm. I mean, I've forgotten the subtitles of what they are. Not the type of crystal, but meaning like is it a transmitter or this or that, but like amethyst mm-hmm. and rose quartz. And, you know, mm-hmm. those are those are the different things that I think a lot of people begin with. And it's like Mm -hmm. the big heading is quartz, and then you kind of go below that. I know there are other stones, but I think Mm -hmm. a lot of what we're used to as the first step is getting just a plain little white quartz crystal. So Mm -hmm. I think I wanted to sort of jump in with that because that is one of those. (laughs) We've got so many stones you and I could spend – uh, an entire week talking about all the different stones and how many we really love and Absolutely. what they're good with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I think that you know, um, lots of times just to to choose a stone, it, I think it's you know you want to get even you know it's always good to do a little research, but. Um, I you know go with the the feeling that you get like all you know if you walk into any metaphysical shop or gemstone shop there's going to be just tons of little goodies shining all over the counters and um and so I think that um you know asking a few questions getting a few ideas for what it is that you're what type of crystal or stone that you're seeing and then you know holding it in your hand and seeing how it feels with you is um, mm-hmm. a really good way to kind of just start out. 
Um, right. And for yeah, and for cleansing and clearing, a lot of times I know there's a few stones that you can't do this with, like selenite, not put in water. But lots of times, yes. just running water over them, check first, make sure that they're not, you know, um, going to be damaged. But um, if you can't use you know, some clear running water to clear your stones, you could, um, can, um, smoke them, you know, get some, Mm -hmm. uh, nice cleansing incense, um, something that has like a nice vibration to it and just smoke your stone. Um, other ways you can do it is, and I've heard some people say, now I always think of this as cell phones, (laughs) but I've heard that some people will put their stones in brown rice to, to clear out the any negativity or any any unwanted energies that might have attached to the stone um, before it got mm-hmm. into your hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and um, so then there's also like um, using other stones to clear stones. Like um, I know selenite, I believe, is one that's pretty good for um, for cleansing other stones, and so you can either put it on top or put it next to the crystals that you're wanting to clear. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, now I'm kind of mixed with this because, um, well, oh, wait, let me backtrack. Another way is to put it, actually set your stone in some dirt mm-hmm. and let the, mm-hmm. the earth absorb the energy, um, any unwanted energy back into you know, allow that to be transmuted there. Um, now, I'm going to ask you, because I've seen some sources say that um, the cleanser stone um, that you would use uh, natural light, like moonlight. But I always thought of moonlight as more of um, being used to to charge up your stones. But what do you think of that, Elvira? Well, is that more I mean, of, of like is. a cleansing thing or of a charging up thing? <laughs> Well, that's the other thing. I think it can be both because I know Mm -hmm. that um, some stones are Mm -hmm. are more uh, masculine energy. And so I would think that um, cleansing it with a feminine energy would be the, you know, a Mm -hmm. more, you know, like pulling it away kind of a thing. And the same thing would be some of the stones that have a more feminine energy um, energy pattern. It might be that you could put it in sunlight, and if I I know we use them consistently to say, well, sunlight is for cho-, you know this and this is for that, but it's also what you're going to do with the stone. For instance, mm-hmm. if it's going yeah. to be something you want to use as a divination stone, I do mm-hmm. moonlight to you know charge it, and I would do sunlight to cleanse it because it's the reverse of what you're doing. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. yeah, <laughs> it it in in a lot of this. I know we want do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we said, don't put selenite in water. <laughs> it is gypsum. It will dissolve, mm-hmm. and that's not you know. Some of us have unfortunately done that. Um, others yeah. have been told yeah. not to, and so we follow it. But it is definitely. <laughs> a real right. situation. But yeah. um, I think a lot of it is just like you said, feeling. 
You know, you the stone, mm-hmm. you put it in your hand, you feel it. You might put it in your right mm-hmm. hand, and it doesn't feel right, then put it in your left hand because it may be more receptive. <laughs> it may be for you on that. It may not be at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like putting a pair of shoes on. You know, I love the, you know, super spiky heels, but, I you know, and it's uh-huh. not even now that I'm older. It's that I put them on and I couldn't walk where shit in them. Okay, so okay. it may be really great, but they ain't going to mm-hmm. work for me kind of thing. Right, so. right. Yeah, another caution is, um, I was going to mention this later, but um, just kind of going along the line with uh, be careful which ones you use water with. Um, don't put any of your, uh, you know, big quartz crystal balls out in the sun because they will start a fire. <laughs> They, you know, yes. they absorb the energy of the sun very, like, almost super well, too well. Mm-hmm. And if you have it, um, I actually had a crystal ball years ago <laughs> in my shop yes. uh, when I had a brick and mortar shop, and it um, it was positioned. You know, I should have covered it up. I didn't know. So, you know, that you know, mm-hmm. I was kind of new with crystal balls, and it um, one of the books started like smoking. <laughs> and Ooh. it was kind of, and, you know, we noticed it right away. Thank goodness. And that mm-hmm. actually, a client was like, "Oh, I'm getting that book," and she actually bought the book right after that. Um, but it's something to be careful of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the the way the the light refraction and and all. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Oh yeah. So, but I've do you have any ideas that- about? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say two last little things about, well, I, I've seen them listed as both cleansing and um, as charging, and I think that I probably tend to use it more for charging, but um, breath work, um, mm-hmm. I've um, done that where, you know, like the same way that you would like blow into a mojo bag or a charm bag to bring it to life. Um, mm-hmm. You can do that to attune your energy to stone after cleansing mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. To, um, to, you know, focus, take some deep cleansing breaths, and then and blow, you know, forcefully onto the stone um, to attune your energy together and, you know, and to also let it know your intention. Um, mm-hmm. And one last thing I'll say is... Um, a visualization, like holding your stone and, you know, um, just kind of um, getting into a meditative state and just visualizing, um, you know, grounding and centering your energy and then filling, you know, picking up your stone and filling your hands up with with light. And you can mm-hmm. do this and charge it up with healing energy or uh, divination energy, um, and you and the stone will kind of give back and forth to each other. Yeah, that's also another mm-hmm. great way. Mhm, mhm, mhm. <laughs> and a lot of times, um, depending. Now, again, I guess going back to the concept of charging, if you want to do dream work mm-hmm. with the stones, I would definitely charge it in the moonlight for sure, because that would yes. be an energy that you would want to bring in 
I mean, you know, into the stones. And, and mm-hmm. most of the stones we're going to choose, most of them, are, are more softer energy anyway because, you know, I don't think we're going to want, you know, like um, a sunstone to be something we put under our pillow for night to, you know, go to sleep mm-hmm. and, and connect because that's more of that solar energy kind of with, you know, the concept. So I think mm-hmm. that's a, mm-hmm. another way to direct what your intention of that stone is going to be, what you're going to use it for. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's, um, yeah, a lot of... Um, I know crystals have their own innate properties. Um, and mm-hmm. Some of them are better for doing healing work, and some of them are better for doing divination or other sorts of things. And I think it's just um, doing like a little research, just kind of seeing like which stone lines up with the type of, um, you know, intention that, you, that you're seeking. And then... Um, then once you do that, you'll probably, you know, if you're in a shop or whatever or talking to someone, you'll probably get a number of suggestions. And then that's where mm-hmm. I would just take your time and, like, really see, like, which one feels the best. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One of the other things I meant to say um, is that uh, the idea of using sound like, you know, they're tuning for then crystal bowls, yes. Tibetan bowls. I mean, mm-hmm. tones of that just, and you can tone yourself. You can actually do your own toning to infuse mm-hmm. the energy. So you could either clear it with a certain tone, uh, activate mm-hmm. it with a certain tone. Um, I think there's, you know, it, it kind of, I mean, you can research it, and I know there's, you know, beginning skeletal things, but then you kind of figure out what it is you want to do with it. A higher mm-hmm. tone would be something I would look at as more active and a lower tone is more, you know, grounded and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I mean, we all find our favorites, you know, and I like that thought of um, sound. Because sound mm-hmm. is so powerful, um, I'm realizing that more and more. Um, time goes on, and just um, I started in the last year or so, you know, incorporating the use of a tuning fork when I do cleansing. Mm-hmm. But I see mm-hmm. that we are getting really close to break time here. So, I'm, do you have any final, any last little thought before we break away? No, not at this point. I think breaking away would be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, here we go. Break us away, Nagashiva. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LeFay, in syndication, Tuesdays, the Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, Thursdays, 4 to 5. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Welcome back. Talking about crystals and some of the ways that we can use them for healing and divination. So we are going to dive a little deeper into the use of crystals um, and some of the healing uses and divination uses. And so how about um, leading us off, Elvira, what are some of your practices and experiences? On healing and using crystals? Yeah, I, yeah. I know I that actually, you have a for grid work. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, it was kind of funny. I was sitting here looking for certain grids that I used when I got ready to move. And you know, a grid is a is a is a template. It can be anything. Um, it is either circles or spheres or triangles, then there are different geometric patterns that are um, symbolic, like seed of life, flower of life, um, the Metatron <laughs> cube. I mean, it can even be, you know, like the eye of Horus. And, you know, so you can, you, you can use a lot of things, or it can just mm-hmm. be something you're called to do to line up, you know, the stones. But usually what you do is you have a center stone, which is mm-hmm. um, the focal point, and then whatever your pattern is, you tend to take and put on usually the cross points of the pattern. Like if it's um, uh, a triangle, you'll put it at mm-hmm. the point where it peaks on either side and then the center. And then what you do is you obviously you know, start with the center as a focus. And um, then you have an intent for what this may be. It could be manifestation of love or peaceful sleep and you choose the stones accordingly um, Mm -hmm. for that and then once you've got them set and once you've got your intention then you sit quietly and you work with visualizing it now visualize Mm -hmm. what you want as a movie because stones see things in in not words like we do as you know we hear mm-hmm. words they it's like pictures so you know it's kind of like seeing mm-hmm. that with your third eye and focusing it into the center stone and then to activate you basically mm-hmm. you can use a wand you can use your finger your dominant point finger your, on your dominant hand and you mm-hmm. point you put your finger on it and you put your energy there and then you basically move to the, you know, the next point and the next one. So you touch every mm-hmm. one of them to activate and bring it together. And then what you do is you see this um, 
I don't want to say a bubble, but it's a it's a it's a, uh-huh. a visualization of the energy coming and creating a force field mm-hmm. that will then basically pulse for you to create. It, it pulses to create it out and mm-hmm. bring it in. So it's like a breath in and out, in and out. And oh. the general idea is you you know need to do it you know, every three days to keep it active. You don't have to go into a big thing once it's been activated. You just have to, you know, sort of sit and focus oh. and, you know, be grounded and then to touch each point again to just reactivate mm-hmm. it, and you know, until you either manifest what you want and what's coming mm-hmm. in or you then deactivate it. And what that is is reverse the way you've pointed your finger and done it so it goes all the way back around, goes into the center, and then you would then obviously, you know, do the release of it and cleanse all the stones. And um, the one I was looking for is these little, it's a little piece of paper. They can be wood. They can Mm -hmm. be metal. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's all kinds. I actually found a couple of things that I use in um, hobby stores. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, a little spiral and a, and a five-pointed star and, you know, stuff like that. Or the ones that mm-hmm. different stores, you know, will sell either wood or metal. And um, that, but it was a kit. And instead of stone, like yeah. pointy stones and crystal stones, they were tumble stones. Mm-hmm. And what it had was a little printed uh, flower of life, actually, was most of what they did. Oh. And then it put these little tumbled stones in a specific way that they had set up um, a diagram and then it gave you a, a, a general uh, mm-hmm. uh, affirmation and it was like I was trying to sell my house and then I was yeah. trying to buy a good house and then to have safe travel mm-hmm. and so I had three of these going yeah. and uh-huh. that was and it was it was great I kind of put them in a little place on my altar and it, it was uh, mm-hmm. And it obviously manifested it, you know, but it also takes you doing active work in the real world. Like I needed to go Mm -hmm. out and look for houses. I needed to make sure that my house was clean so that my real estate person (laughs) Mm -hmm. could sell it by having people walk Mm -hmm. in. But, um, and I had never really thought about grid work um, until somewhere along the line, I started to really Mm -hmm. get into Metatron's cube and all these other mm-hmm. things in another mm-hmm. kind of um, spiritual path. And then I began mm-hmm. to see the crossover. You know, I'm sure it was already there, but mm-hmm. I thought. So that's been my journey there, and I just, you know, I just get all excited about it. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, you know, I've only done real simple types of things like that, but that sounds like a really great way to incorporate, like, the use of symbolism and the use mm-hmm. of uh, crystals and stones. Um, mm-hmm. And so where where do you usually, like, place your grids when you are working with something like that? Usually you put it on your um, altar? Or? I put it on my altar. Um, I have a, mm-hmm. you know, I have a couple of different things. I have a working altar that's general, and then I have a personal okay. altar. And, okay. and obviously throughout... <laughs> Because I did geomancy <laughs> and Hawaiian tradition, mm-hmm. um, instead of doing feng shui kind of a thing, I set up altars mm-hmm. because there's certain areas. So, you know, mm-hmm. in the house, 
there is, as you walk in, there's certain corners and places. Mm -hmm. So I have different altars in each of Mm -hmm. the different locations. So if I'm looking for Mm -hmm. finances Mm -hmm. and money, I have a money altar and, you know, that. That's my first thing. But Mm -hmm. if I'm doing something for someone else, I have a general working altar. And that's Mm -hmm. where I put it. Yeah. You know, the other thing I was thinking about, um, when you were talking, you said that you, like, when you set up your grid and then you activate it and then you kind of, like, recharge it, like, every three days. Um, and then when you release it, I was wondering, do you um, do you go backwards, like, in the yes. way that you kind of connect? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah it would be the same kind of thing. If, yeah. It would be the same mm-hmm. thing of when you you in you invoke a, a circle, a magical your mm-hmm. magical you know circle, and you you do the the certain mm-hmm. way you do it. Then when you release it, you reverse it and you know like pull the energy oh, around. And then, you know, <laughs> yes, Wittershins mm-hmm. counterclockwise <laughs> for most people who yes. need to have a a reference point. <laughs> but yeah, that that. Yeah how I do it and then kind of mm-hmm. bring it all into the one and then really, you know, mm-hmm. do your like a, uh, uh, like a breath through and just go and release it and then cleanse mm-hmm. all the stones because, you know, mm-hmm. in that way you're, you're right. totally releasing everything. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Cause then you're, you're stopping and then mm-hmm. they'll be kind of mm-hmm. ready and, you know, resting up for the next um, next one. The next working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, it. it um, I mean, there's ones you can put. I mean, I actually have, if you really think about it, I do have a grid outside, and it's a very large three-ring spiral of stones. And they're not necessarily oh, crystals, but they're stones. Mm-hmm. And I have it going oh. in, and then I have this, it, it was. It's a monolith, okay, a monolith stone, <laughs> and what it is is just mm-hmm. a piece. I don't think it's slate, but it's one of the. It kind of looks like a monk, actually, um, mm-hmm. but it's. <laughs> it used to be a sitting stone. Uh-huh. I used to have it on two blocks, and, yeah. and suddenly, when I moved, the next thing I knew, I was doing all these these things with spirals. But I have it out yeah. in my front yard, and I've had it in every place that I've ever lived since I started mm-hmm. doing it. And I think one tract of home, <laughs> when I moved out, of course, I took it away. But one of the neighbors mm-hmm. met me one day at the grocery store that we all, you know, were close to and said, you know, uh-huh. we really miss that stone thing that you had in your front yard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, you're kind of inspiring me because I'm thinking like, thinking like, oh, you know, this spring or when it gets a little the nicer out, you know, I I was thinking that sounds really cool. I mean, just I love the symbolism of spirals. And um, mm-hmm. I was I was just starting to thinking, you know, of arranging racks in my head. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, for yes, maybe, definitely. you know, later this year. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that it's it, very um, it is. It is, and I <laughs> I find it, you know, I don't know. I, I've always, I was terrible in geometry, you know, literally that was a, a class I almost failed. And yet within the dynamic, sacred geometry has just been like the supercharged informational high for me 
So I, mm-hmm. I kind of am amused <laughs> that it really wasn't about the mm-hmm. way you learn it in math about geometry. It's the other part that makes it, and that makes all these different spatial mm-hmm. um, diagrams <laughs> and designs come alive. So yeah, yeah, it sure does. I yeah, thanks yeah. for sharing and talking about just um, working with grids because um, that well, you're is very welcome. Just a, a, an amazing way to work with them, and I I haven't done. A lot with that. I've done kind of more simple type things, but yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna kind of go into um, in crystals for healing, and um, I think that um, I, I'm pretty simplistic with what I do. I mean, there's um, a lot of crystals I'll you know when I do Reiki sessions, um, I'll place stones on certain um, um, chakra areas, um, or sometimes I might put them next to the person, like on either side of their head, depending on what's going on. But um, what I started thinking about is like, what are some of my my favorite ones to use? And I really like um, I like using amethyst. Um, that and funny because I was thinking like a lot of the stones that I use or crystals that I use for. Um, for healing purposes, I also use um, a, many of them in divination practices. And so, mm-hmm. like with amethyst, um, what um, with the whole little backstory of amethyst um, comes from like a story with uh, Diana and Bacchus, um, mm-hmm. the god the god of wine and good times, and um, and a young maiden named amethyst. And I guess the story goes that Bacchus felt neglected by the mortals and went into a rage. And so he set his lions to devour the next human they encountered. And so, bum ba bum ba bum a young maiden comes along named Amethyst, um, crossed his path as she made her way to the temple of Diana. And as the lions set upon her, Diana heard her screams, and she turned Amethyst into a pillar of beautiful rock crystal. And I guess um, Bacchus is feeling very remorseful afterwards, and he poured his wine over the crystal pillar, transforming its color from clear to purple. <laughs> anyway, wow. uh, yeah, that, that's how I heard it. But anyway, this, mm-hmm. this crystal is um, is known as a stone of spiritual transformation, and amethyst is reputed to serve as a very powerful amulet in breaking addictions. And so I can't tell you how many people I know that carry a little bit of amethyst <laughs> in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what I've done is I've had, you know, I've had my share of clients that are in recovery um, in Reiki sessions. And um, since our, like our addiction centers are, I would say they're mainly in our head, our hearts, and in severe cases, our solar plexus and root shock. And so I would mm-hmm. use amethyst. Um, to place, I would have them place the amethyst on any of those energy centers just to kind of aid bringing about that transformation and freedom from addictions. So the amethyst is one I like to use a lot. You know, I um, I know with um, divination, <clears throat> amethyst also has a long history of being highly mystical. Um, I like that... Um, 
sources say that the Egyptian Book of the Dead contains instructions to place heart-shaped pieces of amethyst on the body of the dead <laughs> to help them transition to the next realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And also, um, yeah, it, he has, like, history in a lot of different places, but uh, Chaldean mm-hmm. magi used it uh, for protection from black magic. Um, but in any case, it's, it's, it is a highly mystical stone. And so, um, and it's said to uh, strengthen your intuition and deepen your links to spirit. And so I think it's kind of neat to put, like, um, you, and it's said to open gateways. And so um, could something real simple, like light a purple candle and place a piece of amethyst next to it uh, mm-hmm. when you're getting yourself, you know, ready to do spirit work um, and kind of, Tune into it to intensify your clear senses. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real mm-hmm. kind of a neat thing to do. Wow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's another stone that I have, and I do have this one on my altar that I use for um, in healing practices. And it's banded iron stone. Have you ever seen that one? No, kind I haven't. Kind of stripey stri- looking. Um. Hmm. It's supposed to have, like, the dual qualities of being able to clear and ground energy. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I've read about it is it's, like, a really ancient stone that was formed at the beginning of Earth's creation. And so it's supposed to. It's got a reputation for aiding and repairing and healing karmic cycles and ancestral Mm -hmm. trauma. So that I put on my ancestor altar. Um, Mm -hmm. I have it kind of little pieces on either side of the the center uh, where all my photos and stuff are and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and I use it like also like in healing practices when um, people are having like a hard time grounding mm-hmm. and clearing away any blockages because um, I think I remember when I first started using it when I first started doing like a lot of a lot of psychic work in mediumship and stuff. I was not, I was a person that wasn't as good at routinely grounding and, and centering myself. And so after a while, I felt like so um, ungrounded that I felt like spacey all the time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so someone back then gave me a piece of um, banded ironstone and, um, and taught me how to ground my energy, you know, and really stressed doing it routinely. And so that's mm-hmm. one of those things, like you were saying, you know, it's not, it's good to have the crystal. It, it does help focus the energy. Um, but then you also have to do what, you know. And so I had to, you know, make sure that I <laughs> didn't, you know, fool around with doing those practices without making sure that I did the grounding. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is, huge <laughs> definitely especially when you're doing i mean when you're doing either healing or divination you know it's mm-hmm. uh, pulling energies in in the sense of being a conduit of energy mm-hmm. a holder you know well a conduit for the energy to come through like we were talking about in reiki and yet mm-hmm. we are a human vessel so you need to continue the grounding and centering <laughs> To, to keep yourself, you know, as a clear mm-hmm. vessel for that. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Right. I'm going to I'm going to look into that actually. That sounds really good. I like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, another um crystal that I like to use for healing practices is citrine. And I think for many of us we probably associate citrine more with prosperity work. Um mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. um got that nice little golden color to it. Um and I think that comes from the presence of, of iron. But mm-hmm. it's also um, one of those stones that never needs to be cleansed or cleared because it doesn't hang on to any mm-hmm. negative energy. So right. that's a, a a nice feature about that one. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to keep it, you know, by my divination tools. Um, and it, But it's also good to use uh, in energy healing, like if, anyone is having, you know, problems with low energy, that's a stone that I will definitely place on the solar plexus because it revitalizes. Yes. It recharges your aura. And um, the other thing that um, I've heard is that it dissolves negative thought forms and um, and negative self-talk. And so that's that's one of those stones that I would place, like, on either side of a person's head while they're receiving Reiki, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kind of close to the temple. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> that's one of my favorite stones. I, I actually have um, a ring of it. Or, I, you know, it's oh. just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> it's my go-to place on that one. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that. One. I think... Yeah, you know, and so, yeah, I could go on about, like, the different different types of stones because there's so many wonderful stones that can be used for healing or in Mm -hmm. divination. Um, But just kind of, like, looking at the divination side of things. um, I know before um, you mentioned, you know, things about, like, using uh, pendulums. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really neat way to incorporate gemstones into um, into your work with pendulums. One of my favorite pendulums is one I have. Um, it's got um, it's a clear quartz crystal, mm-hmm. uh, a pointed one, and it has like a little um, metal chamber attached to the top of it, where you can put in. I think they refer to that as like a finder. And so, like, if, mm-hmm. you, um, if you were trying to find a lost person or, um, or some, you know, an item that's lost, if you have anything of it um, and mm-hmm. you're able to put it in that chamber, it really helps to focus the energy. And if you're putting it over, like, the map of a state or the map of a house and doing kind of like a pendulum dowsing, that way, mm-hmm. that can be mm-hmm. real effective. It's interesting you say that because I bought a pendulum from a person at a fair back way back, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. basically got an amethyst in the center with a magnet at the top mm-hmm. of the the where you would have the connection and this spiral, mm-hmm. and you know like a, a point, mm-hmm. and it's done specifically for dowsers and it was somebody that was, you know, the American Dowsers Association 
mm-hmm. I guess, had been there and this person was, you know, doing it at the fair. And it was funny mm-hmm. saying that. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had it forever. I use it all the time. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, my God, she's talking about something similar to what <laughs> I have. Uh, yeah. I, um... Well, one of my favorite ways to use crystals in divination, and, and there's, you know, a number of different ways, is um, I I am very fond of crystal ball. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't use them all the time, but I, I really like, um, I like using them, you know, as a way to focus, focus my energy. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a, a couple of different... Ones, I actually have a number of different ones. Some of them are, are smaller. I have a kind of a smaller amethyst one. But mm-hmm. um, I have a couple of larger ones that are not super large. I've seen some the size of bowling balls. Um, oh, yes. But I, <laughs> right? Right? It's like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> um, but I, um, I have two that I use for divination. I have one quartz crystal ball that I use. It's about it's like four maybe four inches around. So it's a nice mm-hmm. size one in it, but I, I like that it's it's a little bigger than the tiny ones, but it's it's small enough that I can hold it in my hand and mm-hmm. and focus um focus like in different aspects of it, you know, and um mm-hmm. you know, I think that that bond or that alliance that you create with the crystal acts as a trigger to help you kind of activate your clear senses or your third eye chakra Mm -hmm. and also you know it can help you to connect with your higher self or spirit guides too and the other stone that I have so I use two crystal balls is a, a black obsidian and the energy mm-hmm. from that one, they're about the same size. Um, but the, the black one has like a totally different energy. And I like to use them, like I'll usually have the lights turned down. I'll have like a candle on either side. And mm-hmm. I'll, you know, get into a real relaxed state and just, you know, um, I'll focus on the center of the crystal ball. And mm-hmm. it's funny, like with the uh, the quartz crystal, there's like different little rainbows or um, things that are in there that so easily spark. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My my whole process was, you know, um, kind of, I, I'm not, I used to be more clairvoyant when I was younger. I'm kind of more clairaudient now, but um, it does kind of trigger that whole um, visionary thing or um having, like, uh, different uh, um, shapes or forms or colors coming about that really, really add into whatever message you're trying to get. Right. Yeah. Right. So where with the obsidian, it's more, it's, it's very dark, you know, and it's just that whole, um, I almost feel like you're scrying into the dark, you know, and that yes. has a totally different, feeling in a totally different way of expressing itself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
we have any getting close to closing time, but do you oh yeah, I just want to ask yeah. if you have any um any other favorite um, um ways of using crystals in your work um, or any final thoughts? Well, my final thoughts would be more that I was, I was sitting here going, oh, my God, I got this one book, and I'm, I'm looking at things, and they're talking about, you know, the tools, like you can, you know, mm-hmm. how to make a wand, you know, and get a crystal mm-hmm. at the end, mm-hmm. or stabs yeah. and different, you know, generator, you know, crystal generators and <laughs> tripods with pendulums hanging from it. And I remember mm-hmm. that I did all these at one time. So it's not that I have a favorite. Mm-hmm. I just was revisiting all the tools, mm-hmm. crystals are mm-hmm. that you use crystals for different purposes and, mm-hmm. you know, how you go about it. I even was excited about, like, we, we talked about this real quick, um, the fact that you made headbands or crowns, uh, yeah. you know, that had stones in them and, you know, put that over the third eye or whatever, close to it. <laughs> and I was just, you know, I still have all these <laughs> You know, from all the <laughs> times I was, you know, doing that and doing rituals and all the rest of it. And it's a different way to use stones and crystals and things. But, mm-hmm. um, again, it, it follows the same thing about cleansing, clearing, putting intent in, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. I just wanted to <laughs> share that. I think it's a part of, yeah. you know, another whole talk, but it's just a quickie. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I um, I like that you you know kind of added that at the end because there's so many different ways that you can use um, crystals in your magic and in your healing and in divination. It's just um, it's astounding how many different ways you can do that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you can mark certain um, events or rituals with um, with crystals. You know, like. I mentioned um, earlier with the croning event. Um, So I'm going to say I've had a great time talking about um, crystals with you. Um, Before we go, I just want to say, before we say goodbye, I want to say that next week, Thursday, um, we'll begin the month of March with the theme of Mastering Our Inner Warrior. And Mm -hmm. um, join us then as we're going to dive headfirst into talking about um, the God Aries. And with that, <laughs> uh, we will spark up the beginning of March. And with that, we will sing goodbye. 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 <laughs> goodbye. Which on, which well, and which wisely, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestessandcauldron.com.
dot com. That's witchpriestessandcauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.